Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode. Hey, guess what? Before we get into it, you might have heard, I am drafted to the two Ramagpies as a part of the Carlton Draft. I'm going to be playing a game, dominating, kicking six, and then resetting at quarter time. For the first time in Carlton Draft history, one lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT, Erin Phillips, to play as a wild card. How bloody good's that? If you want to enter this now to get her down to your football club, visit thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup, exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO, now also available on Hubble. Hi, this is the Dill and Friends podcast. I'm Deborah, Dylan's mum. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you like the show as much as I do. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of Dill and Friends. And gee whiz, what an absolute treat I have today. My next guest... The youngest ever player in Australian domestic one-day game. Western Australia's youngest debutant since the dawn of time. He's gone on to play 31 tests, 53 one-day internationals, 33 with a purse scorches and many more to come in all grades, if you ask me. Ladies and gentlemen, Mitchell Marsh. Mitch, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, mate. Uh, no doubt you're a huge fan. G'day, Neil. I am, mate. I am. It's uh, yeah, an absolute pleasure to be on from England, mate. So uh, happy to be here. Thank you very much, man. You've just said it. You're in England at the moment. We're doing this one um, through the World Wide Web, which is fantastic. Technology has come a long way. Um, it's it's amazing. Um, just quickly, how's how's my mate Starkey and Gaz going over there, mate? They're going good. I um, got called up to the uh, the World Cup squad just for a week while uh, Marcus Thomas is in, injured, and um, obviously on your behalf, I checked in on the boys to see how they were tracking. Uh, they've, yep. been, they've been listening to the podcast while they've been away. Um, they send their Fantastic. regards in to, uh, to everyone back home. Um, they're going well. Gaz's hair still hasn't grown back. Uh, there's nothing yep. there. And Sparky's <laughs> about two weeks away from being grumpy on tour. So um, they're going well. I tried to get around as much Fantastic. as I could. Um, always loving it, mate. That's good, mate. Sometimes you just need a good character up there to uh, to get the boys up, and I feel like that could be your role, as well as <laughs> taking a shitload of wickets and a lot of runs, hopefully in the next week. Just inject the energy, mate. That's all I can do. That's it. Um, okay. Mate, where do we start? You're obviously a great all-rounder. Uh, as you said, you're flying over to London to join the boys and hopefully make a big impact in the next in the next week in the World Cup. How did all this come about? Um, well, yeah, so Marcus Stoyans got injured um, last week. Um, and he's actually, he's actually back fit now, back playing, which is really great for him. You never really, really like to see one of your brothers go down with injury, but... Um, yeah. yeah, to have the chance to get over there and be a part of the World Cup squad for a week was awesome. But um, running adjacent to the World Cup is actually an Australia A series in which I'm playing at the moment, um, which is still a great competition and um, some good cricket being played. So 
we're sort of all over here playing cricket, um, getting ready. Um, if you know there is an injury in the World Cup, and also preparing for um, the Ashes, which will be in um, July and August, which is going to be huge. So there's plenty of spots up for grabs, and hopefully I can uh, snag my way in there, mate. No, I'm sure you will, mate. From all reports, um, you know I do my research. You're in career best nick at the moment. Um, PB's in the 3K time trial, and uh, I've heard that I've heard plenty of good things out of your corner. Oh yeah, I've been uh, been working pretty hard, mate. It's been good. I think. Um, Obviously, had a few setbacks last summer, so um, gives you a lot of motivation to want to do well. And I wanted to be as fit as I possibly could be um, heading into this tour. So I'm feeling good. I've uh, done the work now. It's just a matter of getting out in the middle and enjoying my cricket and hopefully scoring a few runs and taking a few wickets. Yeah, that's it, mate. Um, no, no. It's coming your way. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> mate, you, you come from a bloody, a bloody talented family. Um, you've obviously got your brother, Sean. And your dad, Jeff, big swampy as they like to call him, uh, playing cricket for Australia. Um, your sister, your sister Mel, played basketball for Australia. Yep, she did. And your cousin Brad Shepherd from the West Coast Eagles, one of my personal favourites, and easily one of the most underrated players in the AFL, is your cousin. Was there any losers in your family that you just feel like giving a bit of a shout out to? Um, well, yeah, I was always the loser, really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win too many backyard games. Brad's the most competitive bloke in the world. I couldn't play basketball because yeah. Melissa would flog me and Sean had eight years on me. <laughs> um, so I just bowled at him until he had enough and then he just pumped me all over the... Well, I've heard that actually. Yeah. I've heard that that is the reason that you're such a good all-rounder because as a kid, your brother never let you have a bat. No, it's dead set. Um, it's literally the only reason I started bowling was because <laughs> um, I'd have to beg Sean to come out and play with me. Um, we, we were lucky enough, we grew up on two and a half acres, so we had this big um, sort of tennis court where we'd play cricket. And I'd literally beg Sean to come and play cricket with me. And he'd bat for an hour and a half. And then it, once he'd had enough, he'd go inside. I'd go inside, cry to mum and dad that he didn't give me a bat. <laughs> and then he'd come back out and bowl to me for five minutes and I'd get a bat at the end and then that was it. So big um, big sauce didn't have much interest in me as a youngster, but um, that's probably fair. No, it's fair enough. <laughs> boy, give him a shout. I know he's a big fan himself. Um, <laughs> mate. Not just cricket as a youngster. I've heard you're a very highly touted footballer back in the day. Um, there's murmurs though. Was this actually because you could play, or just because you're a bit of a man child and used to boss everyone around? <laughs> that depends who you ask. Um, if you ask yeah. me, I was an absolute gun. Gut running, gut running, center yeah. <laughs> <laughs> forward, buckets of hands, yep. and a booming left foot. Uh, if you ask anyone that had any idea, I was just tall. Um, yeah, I didn't have much of a tank. I wasn't very fit back in the day. Um, I obviously love my footy. I played it in the winter just because that's what all, all my friends did and most young kids in Australia play AFL footy in the winter and I just absolutely loved it. Um, but I, I didn't take it too seriously. Um, and I actually, the only reason my footy got talked about was because I filled in for the under-18s under one day as one of those blokes just literally filling in the numbers down in the fourth pot. Yeah. And um, I, I played okay. Well, I must have played all right because they asked me to come back or I did a good job doing nothing yeah. and um, I stayed out of the way. And then the next week, we played another game against um, Subiaco under-18s and I um, I bagged eight goals. Jesus. And then literally the next week, I was in the state under-18s. These blokes have been training for six months to make this team and I was... <laughs> You're I, kidding. My skin folds were about 90. Um, <laughs> I was packing a good punch, but um, yeah, it was. I literally just uh, enjoyed my footy. I was, I was no good, but um, I was tall at that age, and it always helped me. 
Considering you could have gone down that path, let's just pretend. Let's put our pretend hats on. Who do you yeah. liken yourself to in the AFL? Um, oh, probably I've got the tank of Boomer Harvey. Yeah. And, um, but the rig of Plugger Lockett. So, what about the rig of Tommy Sheridan? That Tommy Sheridan, our previous guest, he's got one of the all time sloppiest rigs I've ever seen. He has. He'd be leading the dad bod rig. Um, <laughs> obviously, Tommy became one of my great mates over uh, when he was living in Perth playing for the Dockers, and he ran me up pretty shattered um, that he'd done his calf, and I was just. I couldn't believe that he'd actually done a calf. I'd never seen a calf. <laughs> it's impossible. Um, but obviously, he was pretty fat, so I couldn't say that to him. But I think I'm getting to the stage now where I can actually ask him, how do you, how do, you do a calf? Like, he literally does not have calves. Mate, the bison. Um, it's a great nickname. It's fantastic. What's a, what is the story behind this one? <laughs> oh, mate. It's, um, so I've got, a, I've got a pretty big head. Um, yeah. <laughs> In fact, it's large. It's it's a large head. <laughs> I'm a large deck. A big watermelon. Yeah, it is, mate. It is. And the older I get, I'm, I'm getting more comfortable with it. But, um, you know, growing up, my head was a lot bigger than my body at times. So my first Australia A tour, um, I was 18, went to Zimbabwe and um, Jason Gillespie, Big Dizzy, was um, one of our assistant coaches. And it was always this big joke that I had a massive head and I never really took it too well as a youngster. <laughs> yeah and then um he just turned around one day he goes hey big bison and i was like what's that <laughs> and he goes no, just look him up and anyway so bison they're renowned for having heads that weigh up to 200 kilos <laughs> so um they're this big north american buck i guess and um big dizzy started naming me bison and um obviously i hated it and it stuck and that's it, mate. The big bison stuck for forever. You got to go with it if you hate him. That's what these young blokes don't understand. Hi, Mitch. It's Deb here. Thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate you being friends with Dylan, and best of luck for your future endeavours. Thanks, Mum. Really appreciate your kind words. Thanks, Debbie. <laughs> mate, um, I've, heard I've heard you've recently, uh, you've started surfing at 27 You um, and now think you're a bit of a pro. <laughs> uh, I wonder who you mail's from here. Um, mate, I have. I um, Obviously, I, I love love the ocean. I love my fishing and getting out in the boat, living in uh, in Perth. And um, I've sort of grown up around boats and, and the ocean. So uh, I sort of got to, yeah, middle of last year and I was like, I've never really tried surfing and I don't really understand why because I love, you know, I love the ocean and love everything about it. So one of my mates was like, why don't you just come down for a paddle? I was like, oh, I'll come down, whatever. And I yeah. uh, got in, couldn't stand up, um, but I was hooked straight away. And then, yeah, um, yeah basically from there, it's just uh, any spare moment that I've had over the last sort of 12 months, I've just spent in the water um, surfing and yeah, I can uh, I can stand up now. I'm getting there, getting there slowly and absolutely loving it. It's been really good. It's been a been a good out from getting away from cricket at times, um, which you know, as in professional sport, we all need those sorts of things. And um, it's really become that with me. I'm struggling uh, being in the Midlands in England at the moment, but uh, yeah. it's, been, it's been awesome. It's been one of the best things I've ever done. Um, so yeah, not sure I'm ever going to turn pro, but um, I'm getting to my feet. That's the most important. You part. never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Mate, um, there is a claim though, it's someone in your family, I won't name names, it could be Brad Shepherd, it might not be, that in a peak of Western Australian summer, water temps are at an all-time high and you can be seen at Cottesloe Beach donning the rashie. 
Is this is this because A, your son's smart, or B, there might be a little bit of mud guts carrying on there? <laughs> oh, oh thank you. thanks, mate. Um, mate, uh, it could be uh, all of the above. Really honest, <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm overly fun smart, uh, but uh, yeah, look, the mud gut um, certainly during the summer can at times get away from me a little bit. Um, but I think that's summer bodies built in winter. That's a little bit rich coming from Shep. Um, he was in <laughs> BT a couple of weeks ago saying, "What's he doing with his weekend?" And he's going, "I'm going down, <laughs> down south for a weekend for a surf. Got my rashy. Uh, I don't surf though." <laughs> so big fella uh, stitch me up there well done Shep well done um, mate though to be honest the surfing I can't fault you there um, I, I actually did the same thing recently I've been on and off for my whole life and uh, as, you, as you know I've moved up to Sydney the last couple of years and I got, I got really caught up um, in the scene I'm one of those blokes that oh, I'm the definition of all the gear no idea um, yeah, yeah. I buy the stuff I've, I've got the wetsuit my good friend down a rip curling Torquay sorted me out down there and um, got a great wetsuit Good board for winter, and I was going with a few of the boys. And um, you all heard of Bondi Rescue, the show? Yes, I have, mate. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was <laughs> nearly on it. I was dead no nearly on it, mate. Like, no I, I was. I had been going with the boys, and this one day, no one wanted to go, and I was in one of these moods. I was like, "No, nah, I got to go. Got to go by myself." Yeah. Anyway, we've walked down the north, uh, down to South Bondi, actually, and um, look, it looked fine. I was out there. And um, again, I've been growing up near the water, but I love the beach. So I'm always in the water yep. and I, I feel like I can swim pretty well. <laughs> anyway, mate, I, I watched Bondi Rescue and used to laugh at these people down there. I nearly died, bro. I was in this, like stuck <laughs> in this rip, in the backpacker's rip, the infamous backpacker's rip. Yep. I was literally 10 metres off the shoreline, couldn't get in. Jeez. I was paddling like dead set as hard as I could. And wow. it would have been I, I know how to get out of a rip. Like I've heard it before, you know, stay in it, go with it, paddle to the paddle to the right. But this was this was I don't know what it was. It was more than that. It was like a cyclone in the water. And I was stuck in there. I was ten meters from the I was ten meters from the sand. And I just had this panic moment. It'd been twenty minutes, mind you, that I was yep. paddling. And the stupidest thing I ever did was I jumped off the board yeah, right. and pushed it to the water. And as soon as I did that, I just said, fuck, like, I don't now I don't have any flotation devices. They would have been watching me. I was 10 metres from the shore and I put my head down, paddled the hardest I could, literally, right, like, the hardest I could. I took one breath and said, this is fucking it. Like, you're either going to make it or you're not. I push it in, head down, deep, I just dug deep and for some reason I've just grabbed onto this little bit of sand and just clawed myself in, clawed up onto the water. My boards, I don't even know where it is. And I've just passed out on the shore and like not one lifesaver came at all. But I was literally sat there for 20 minutes and just contemplated life and never she took it for granted it. since. Mate, the ocean, mate. She uh, got to respect it, don't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it, it's so scary, I'm not doing it anymore. It's, real it's scary. so scary, bro. Mm. So, um, yeah, that was the end of my career um, with that. And um, I sort of just, yeah, stick to um, sour North Bondi now. It's a bit – it's like the kids' beach. Yeah, um, yeah. Pretty shallow, so oh, may I have to get you over to Perth. Yeah, yeah. um, probably not. Take on the um, <laughs> Great story. Did you find fifty bucks, mate? Weird question. Um, have you ever been to Finland by any chance? Have I ever been to Finland? Um, no, I haven't. To Finland, <laughs> I haven't. No, you haven't. No, why? Hmm. Okay. Contrary stories here. I've heard you may have um, you may have fallen in love in Finland one day with a, a lovely lady named Mira. 
<laughs> you really had done some digging here. <laughs> um, well, yes, I haven't. Um, so I, have you or have you not been to Finland? Well, in a sense, I have been to Finland, yes, but um, I haven't actually been to Finland, if you get what I mean. Yeah, right. Uh, not yeah, really. Mira, Mira, mate, she was, the, um, she was the one that got away from me. Um, yep. Yeah, I couldn't have been any good because um, she didn't give me a number and um, didn't give me a last name. But I found her. Yes. Um, back in the day, uh, she was a beautiful girl, mate. Uh, we actually met in uh, Mallorca um, back in the heyday. I was about nineteen, and um, yeah, gee, you've done some homework there, haven't you? That's um, that's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask where you get that one from? <laughs> oh, mate, I, I never. A magician never reveals his secrets, my friend. Um, <laughs> but I have actually. I feel like you're, you're holding back on me because I, I do know the story. So, from my recollection um apparently you've spent a week paying through the roof in internet charges trying to find her through every social media platform um, to find out that mira is actually the most popular name in finland after two days of searching you finally found her you message her to catch up to then get a response saying mira has blocked you <laughs> yeah look um <laughs> that's um that's spot on mate um oh. yeah there was a few um a few internet cafes when we go back to london that um i spent a bit of time in um i thought it was love but um it clearly wasn't and it was just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, just a little setback that i had to get over um and uh and i did but um yeah look your story is uh is basically spot on i, uh, I sat in internet cafes trying to find mirror the love of my life and uh she blocked me. <laughs> oh, young love. We've all been there. Maybe we can find her and get her on as a guest. She can talk. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Mate, um, when you're as big as doggy as yourself, you get some great ambassador roles. Uh, I know sportsmen are a lot, uh, not like myself, I can't speak, but I know, you know, you, you big dogs do. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had any such roles? Uh, well, I'm uh, ambassador for Rixie Eyewear. Um, yes, as am I. Sorry, Rick's eyewear. Yes, my uh, me and Emrata, we we're on on par. And OJ OJ Beckham. Yeah, that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't had too many. Um, I haven't really had any endorsement deals, really. I except for just um, my sporting equipment, which I've been with Puma and Grey Nichols for my whole yep. life, um, and New Balance, but no real big ones yet. Um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully one day I'll get there, but uh, no real big ones. Maybe, you know, I'll probably sign with Billabong or Rusty soon once they see me surfing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, I love this story. Please tell me it's true. This is this is a good one that I've heard. Um, you're driving along, mind your own business. You're on your, way to a, you're on your way to a function. You get pulled over by the cops. You wanted to give you a few tickets. You're packing your DAX. Your tyres are balder than Gaz Lyon's head. As he comes up to your car, you wind down your window and the cop is starstruck. Bloody Sean Marsh. <laughs> to you reply, ah, oh, yeah, mate, that's me. <laughs> After a five-minute chat of pretending to be your brother, the cop, the cop will let you off and bid you farewell. Mate, that's, uh, that's spot on. Yeah, I was uh, driving into, um, into the Wacker or maybe it was Perth Stadium 1 or 2. I was late <laughs> I thought I was going to be late for training, so I was, um, I was actually speeding. And uh, he was standing out there with one of those speed guns, pulled me over, and uh, said, far out. But like, 
you know when you're late for training or you're late for something and you just you're already panicking yes something like that happens you get pulled over you're looking at the clock i was like jesus i was like this is all i need right now and i'm the world's slowest driver so i never really get tickets and uh anyway so i wind down the window and uh always trying to be polite to policemen of course and i said yeah mate how are you guys oh sure nice how are you mate (laughs) (laughs) uh, i said i had a moment i had a moment in my head where i was like what am i doing here Uh, (laughs) and i just went back with yeah good thanks mate yourself (laughs) and um, sean was playing in the perth test match next week the or the following week against india so it, it was like cricket season easily mistaken and he goes yeah oh, mate um last time i gave you a ticket you made 100 so i'm gonna let you off this time and uh, hopefully you can go out there next week and give it get 100 and i said <laughs> no worries mate sounds good will do thanks appreciate it mate drove off and uh to that day i think the bloke still thinks i'm sean so um <laughs> it's uh, i've never really used him to my advantage like that but um yeah. you know, i don't feel guilty at all but um yeah, it's a pretty funny story. Sean's always – all the boys get stuck in me that um, Sean's like, way better looking than me. He's actually just way better at everything than me. So um, I sort of took a compliment that I was looking good that day. No, mate, I think you're a handsome devil. So <laughs> mate, speaking of, speaking of your brother, Sean, um, he's a bit of a rev head, isn't he? He loves his cars. What's he driving? Uh, well, yeah, he's – at the moment he's driving uh, um, one of those Mercedes uh, ute things. Mm. I don't know why he's bought that, but he likes it. But uh, yeah, he's had a few fast cars. He's had a Malou, a Holden Malou uh, Ute, which I used to steal when he was away and drive like a maniac. Um, and he had a, um, before that, he had a some Mercedes coupe thing, but he actually had to sell it because he couldn't fit his cricket bag in the back. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, that sums him up. But yeah, he, he uh, he's had a few fast cars in his time. Yeah, right. And what about you, mate? What do you get around in? I got um, some little Land Cruiser, mate. Well, not a little Land Cruiser, but um, yeah. Toyota Land Cruiser. It's my. Uh, I'm not a not a very big cars man. Um, I don't really like fast cars or anything like that. But my Land Cruiser is the he's the love of my life, mate. He's uh, or she probably I should say. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it um, tows the boat well. Get it up north. Get it down south anytime. Absolutely love it, mate. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, the boys up here love their cars as well. Josh Crelly um, just bought a Range Rover. Have you ever had one of them? I, uh, I, I did have a Range Rover at one point. Um, I'm not sure if you've done your homework there either, but I had a Range Rover when I was uh, 19. It was about 19, yeah, right. 1980s. Um, and actually, I get stuck in the um, Shep these days because he drives a 2000 Range Rover and carries on like an absolute pork chop in it. Um, driving around Perth City in a Range Rover, and I, it's 20 years old. So, um, <laughs> did a Range Rover. I bought it at a time when Justin Lang had just taken over from as West Australian coach. And the day, mm-hmm. the first day that I drove it in as a 19 year old, um, I got one of the biggest death stares of all time. This 19 year old kid coming into his training session in a, in a Range Rover Vogue. So, um, it didn't go down so well. Yes. So I, um, I just downgraded to a little RAV4 for a couple of years. and uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hello, my beautiful friends and family. Guess what? I am back. I am back. Third time lucky. My third time drafted in my life. I'll be making a return to footy as a part of the Carlton Draft, along with some big household names. Not as big as my name, but uh, some quite big names. Isaac Smith, Trent Cotchin, Matty Lloyd. 
Lee Montagna, some of the all-time greats of our game, as I've just mentioned. One lucky Victorian women's community club will get the chance to draft the AFLW GOAT Aaron Phillips to play as a wildcard. How bloody good is that? If you're a part of women's community footy and you are keen to get Aaron down, enter now at thecarltondraft.com.au. That's thecarltondraft.com.au. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad break string play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO, now also available on Hubble. Jake, what are you doing walking up and down the floorboards in a pair of heels and sunglasses? What? You haven't seen Emily Radishowski wearing the Rick's Eyewear Charlie Blacks? It made me feel a little bit sexy, so I thought I'd just try something new and put on Justine's pants and heels. Yeah, fair enough. Please don't tell Justine that you saw me wearing her jeans. Yeah, I won't, man. It's weird enough as it is. Oh, yeah, I'm actually wearing a pair of her underwear too. Head to rickseyewear.com.au to be sexy, safe, and sophisticated. Gee whiz, Rick, Sonny's, you're a big fan, aren't you, Mitchie? Mate, I am. Uh, as we've uh, spoken about, I've got a pretty large head, but um, they fit me beautifully, <laughs> mate, and um, anything that cover up this Bonson, um, I'm very happy with, so um, love me, Rick's Sonny's. They cater to all. Sexy, safe, and smart, brother. They're the best Sonny's <laughs> in the business. Um, and, you, and you know what else you need to wear Rick's Sonny's for? When you're fishing, because you yeah. love it. I, I love do. it. Uh, how often do you get out back home? Um, I get out as much as I possibly can. Um, since I sort of um, have started surfing, I haven't been getting out as much. But um, mm-hmm. whenever I'm home, I love to, to get out in the boat and um, yeah, get over to the back of Rottnest and, and do as much fishing as I can. My brother's best mate, Sward, is um, a renowned fisherman in Perth. He's, I'm always out with him, um, get out there and yeah, try and get on a few dewy lumps and yeah. Get a few pink snapper and it's, uh, it's great. I, I just love everything about fishing. Um, it's awesome. I always see a lot of the West Coast boys are out as well um, on on the social media. It seems like such an incredible place up there to fish. Yeah, it is, mate. There's some, there's some amazing places. Perth, over the last couple of, well, probably 10, 15 years, has been fished out a little bit. You can still catch some great fish, but um, my family co- um, holiday up in a place called Coral Bay, which is about 1,200 k's north of Perth. Yep. Um, it's uh, my favourite place on earth, mate. It's um, absolutely magic. The fishing's unbelievable. Um, it's a great pub that I just uh, go and tuck up into in the off-season and mm-hmm. get that mud gut really going up there. <laughs> <laughs> get sprayed when I come back to pre-season, but it's all worth it at times. Um, but, yeah, any, any time I can get up there and, and go for a fish and get out in the boat, it's, um, it's absolutely magic, mate. We're very blessed. I think West Australian coastline, um, it's not as popular as like the East Coast when you've got the sunshine on the Gold yeah. Coast, but it's, it's almost a little bit untouched. You know, not too many, not too many people know about it or can be bothered going there because it's so far away. But it's hundred um, percent. It's absolutely magic, mate. 
magic. It is. I, I actually do a fishing a fishing trip once a year with my old mate um, Blaine Bowkurst. He's yeah, from yeah. Port Hedland. Yep. yep. Um, up in Dampier, they got a house up there, and oh, wow. um, his old man is just incredible. We go out in the boat. They got the two boats towing the the jet ski, um, everything we've been out to, the roll, uh, is it the Rolly Shoals or the Monte Bellows? Monte Bellows. Um, yeah. yeah, went out there, um, did a lot of diving. Um, it's, mate, it, it, I've done a lot of traveling, but like the Australia has just got the best things and no one even knows it. You know, like we no. do Europe, we do all these countries, but until you get up west and especially up north of west, it's, it's the most beautiful place in the world. No, it's genuinely magic. Um, I wish more people could see it, but also at the same time, I'm a little bit selfish in the sense that uh, it's good to keep it alone. Yeah, there's not too many people yeah. up there, so it's amazing. But um, well, mate, if you ever need a spare person on that fishing trip, I can. Mate, you'll be coming next year. Don't worry. It's funny when you get up there because you, the first time I went up, you see like you'll see a dolphin, you'll see, and I'm just I'm from a city boy from Victoria, so yeah. you know, seeing a, a possum's cool for me, and um, <laughs> you you. You get up there and you see a whale and I was just like, fuck, there's a whale. And then by the end of the trip, you're just like, fuck off. There's that many. Like, <laughs> no, no. they're everywhere. It's crazy. It's, just inc- it's, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's magic, mate. There's plenty of life up there. But you know what's dangerous up there, mate? The fisheries, they are like the SWAT team, I tell you that much. I um I thought I had a license, but it actually expired. Oh, no. And gee whiz, I, I actually got interrogated, like myself and Blaine, we're doing the right thing. Our, our license, we went up a year Obviously, yearly the the licenses got um, yep. expired. It was a bit later. Yeah, we didn't know. We yeah, we um we had to go to the fisheries department. This is like no joke. I, I just thought I was going to go to jail. We had to have an interview. They asked yeah. me questions like, "Do you like marine life? Do you think it's funny to harm marine life?" Uh, I genuinely thought I was going to get arrested, mate. We <laughs> we end up just copping a fine. I got rid of it, but um yeah, I was just happy not to face any jail time. It was scary stuff. They like to um scare you. That's for sure. The Rangers. Mate, we love talking sprays on this show. Um, you might have heard Tommy last week. Obviously, he's had a few from Ross Lyon. Have you got any rippers in cricket? <laughs> um, uh, ripper sprays, yeah. I, I've had um, I've had a fair few. Um, <laughs> my, my, oh, I wouldn't say it's my biggest spray, but my, the scariest spray I ever had, um, you'd think it was from JL, um, Justin Langer. He's given me a mm-hmm. few sprays. Um, we clash heads at times. Um, you know, but obviously I love it. It's healthy. Him. It's healthy, mate. It is. It's, it, I'm a yeah. I always take a back step when the big fella's having a crack at me. But um, yeah. But my the, probably the biggest spray and the most embarrassing spray um, was uh, I was twelfth man for for Western Australia uh, when I was a youngster uh, up at the Gabba. Marcus North was captain. Um, one of the, one of the all time great blokes, but a, a pretty scary captain at times, especially when you're 19 years of age. Mm. And um, anyway, so 12th man, um, it was a Wednesday night in um, in Brisbane. And uh, as you do, as a youngster, I was like, oh, I'm going to go out for a few beers. Why not? Yep. I'm only running the drinks tomorrow. And uh, so anyway, I went out for a um, for a couple of beers just with a, a mate who's living up there. Uh, probably had oh, one or two, many more than I should have. Uh, but, you know, we all make those mistakes. Um, we go home at a reasonable hour, got some good keeping. And uh, made a real effort the next day to make sure that I was on for the 12th, you know, making no mistakes, just plenty of energy around the lads. Um, it was about 40 degrees at the Gabba, uh, so it was stinking hot. So I was just sweating out a few beers in the shade. Anyway, um, it was drinks break and um, 
I just started to, to doze off. It was getting late in the afternoon, getting a bit tired. <laughs> and um, the, boys were, the boys were fielding. Marcus North was waving to me and I sort of just like came to, woke up and absolutely bolted these drinks out. I was late for drinks. Yeah. And um, Northy just beeline for me in front of the whole group, like senior playing group. And I mean, I don't know what sort of language I can use on here, but he's like, <laughs> if you think you can go out on the fucking piss and then come here and drink and not run the drinks well, you're fucking kidding yourself, youngster. <laughs> and I felt literally two foot tall. You just sink. You yeah. sink. He's like, I was waving at you for two minutes then. <laughs> and he just made me feel like the smallest man on earth. And it was, um, yeah, it was one of the all-time sprays. It was uh, basically I never went out again. So No. Um, but um, in North was always good for a spray. Yeah, it was. Uh, I've got the few over the time, over the journey. Oh, mate, I can. I know how you feel. We we chatted, we chatted a lot about sprays on this show, and um, when you cop a good one, it, it sticks with you forever. That's for sure. It can really, yeah. it can really rattle to the core. Yeah, I enjoy telling that story. <laughs> um, who in the Oz, who in the Oz team can we can we say gives it the best? You know, on field to the opposition. Who's who's the go? Who's the bee's knees in that department? Um. Oh, Davey Warner, when he's going, gives a good spray. Yeah, um, yep. can yeah, see that. Yeah, he doesn't really care too much what people think um, in terms of like on the field. He just absolutely hoes you. Um, yep. so it's always good when you're playing next to him because it's pretty funny. Yes. Yep. Um, Aaron Finch, uh, we call him Captain Grumpy at times. Um, so yep. one day team, if you're, if you're out of position or if you're um, not looking at him at all times, um, you can cop a few almighty sprays but um the good thing about him is he knows that he gets grumpy so we sort of take the piss out of him and yeah it eases off a bit but um yeah captain uh captain grumpy can get very grumpy smudger <laughs> steve smith he gets the um not sure if you've ever noticed it but he whenever he's angry on the field he puts his hands and they look like a teapot so yeah, right. Yeah, you'll see it next time, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't say, yeah, I can't say I've ever noticed that, but I'll be keeping uh, you should, mate. Yeah, the big teapot comes out, man. He's not happy. Uh, he gives out a few sprays. I mean, everyone gets pretty competitive on the field, but of course, I think, um, yeah, in the recent recent events of Australian cricket, um, we're probably the tamest we've ever been in that sense, and um, and just playing the game at the moment. But um, yeah. yeah, there's always a few sprays out there. And, and character-wise, obviously I've got the three best there at the moment, but who should be my next target in the Oz cricket team? Who's going to give me, who's going to give me plenty? Um, oh, well, Paddy Cummins is probably my best mate, one of yep. my best mates. Um, he, he's always, he'd always give you plenty. Um, I think uh, if you got the double, if you got the duo of um, Marcus Stoyans and Adam Zampa, they'd give you plenty. Yes. They're very, uh, yes. very interesting blokes. Mm-hmm. Um, heard good things yeah they're, they're a little bit different in a, in a way um, in their own little way but they're absolute legends and um, they'd be full of humour and, and a few good stories I reckon so I reckon if you can get them two on um, yeah, your listeners will be uh, very happy <laughs> okay I might need you to put in a good word for me man oh, I'm happy to <laughs> um, in, in a more serious topic now you, you recently copped a hit now this this is this like hurts me already even before I've said it like you've you've copped a hit um yeah so for all, all listening you you cricket ball to your um Any genitals balls. yeah yeah um talk me through this to be honest man I I'm shivering at the thought of it. 
Yeah, look, it's um, how are they going? Firstly, mate, I'm back firing on both cylinders. All good. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, every cricketer gets hit in the uh, in the box a lot over their their career. Um, I've yeah. been my fair share, and um, I'm right-handed, so my my left testicle is always a bit more um, well out in the open as um, compared to my right. Yes. And uh, so I've been hit there a fair bit, so it's quite sensitive in a way. But this day, I was just at training. Um, one of our coaches was um, flicking balls to me, and um, I just got hit on. So was that. it on one of the on the the machines? Was it? Uh, you know those little like things that you um like um, you put throw. them in and they shoot them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, this okay. ball just came out a bit quicker and um, just hit me fair and square on my on my left testicle. And um, oh. usually, uh, yeah, it's it wasn't pretty. Um, and you had a box, mate. Imagine if you didn't have a box on, man. You'd be dead. Oh, I'd be, yeah. I wouldn't be having kids, that's for sure. Far um, I had a little sort of plastic box on, which was stupid because I usually wear a titanium one. Um, but mm. um, ah, it was all good. And um, anyway, so I got hit there. And usually the pain lasts for, um, you know, a couple of minutes and you can get back into it. Um, during the game, you don't have that time. You just sort of get on with it. And- yeah. You're sort of used to that pain, I guess, when you get hit there. But this one was different. After about half an hour, I was still on the floor. I couldn't move. Um, I could feel my, my, my ball sort of swelling up a little bit. And I was oh. like, oh, this is not good. Oh. So we were training down at Murdoch University. There's a hospital right there. So went into the hospital. I was in uh, some, yeah, I was in immense pain at the time. Mm. Um, and you know, the funniest thing, or well, not the funniest thing, it's funny now that I look back on it, but... Um, Obviously, uh, I was in a fair bit of pain. I'd had tights on um, and uh, everything was uh, looking pretty small down there. Um, it was pretty small at the best times, but um, <laughs> I, had, I had a- Must I have been a, cold. Yeah, it was, uh, no, it was about 35 degrees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I had this um, young, beautiful female nurse. She uh, was sort of in the room with me and she said, oh, you might want to just have a look. And I was like, yeah, no stress, go for it. Uh, a little bit embarrassing, but tried to sort of get everything out of the way and give her a look at the nut and she was touching it a little bit um, just to like make sure that it wasn't actually like completely burst and having a look. And oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, no stress. She's like, oh, yeah, it looks pretty painful, blah, blah, blah. And then um, about a minute later, another nurse comes in and uh, she was like, oh, do you mind if I have a quick look? I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, go for it. I was in that much pain, I didn't really care. She had a look. Yeah. And then about a minute later, another one comes in. And by the end of it, there was about five or six um, male and female young nurses came in to have a look at my testicle. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was a little bit rattled because these people just kept on filing into my room to have a look at my balls, basically. And so, but later on, I found out that they were all sort of young nurses. And when there's an injury that you don't see too often, they're encouraged to go and have a look at it to see what it's like. Um, but at the time, I just thought people were coming in to have a look at my balls. You know, it was uh, yeah. bloody embarrassing, and I was in a heck of, heck of a lot of pain. So, um, yeah, I tried to take it as a compliment when the girls were coming in, but um, really wasn't. <laughs> and uh, so was, you know, it all, was it all? Yeah, sorry, go on. So basically, from there, I had a scan, um, and and they thought that I potentially ruptured my testicle. Um, oh man! So much um, bleeding around the, the capsule. So. Um, I went in, basically went straight into the operating table. Um, they opened me up and um, 
yeah, once they got in there, it was just like severe bleeding around the capsule, so they just had to em- empty that. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, basically all, all, well, it wasn't ruptured, which was a great result. Yes, uh, great result. And, uh, but yeah, just very, yeah, t- touch with mate, yep. Um, but it was just extremely sore. Um, so, um, yeah, sorry, mate, I just had a, a text come in. I thought I'd missed a recovery session, but I haven't, so it's all good. <laughs> I was a bit rattled. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was all good. I had about 10 days, uh, a week in bed, um, sitting on the old uh, frozen bag of peas and uh, I was uh, yeah back playing uh, about 10 days or two weeks later. So it um, wasn't uh, the best experience, mate, but um, as I said, I'm backfiring on both cylinders now, so we're all good. Good, good. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's all that mattered in the end. Man, I, seriously, that, that story, just I just get this weird feeling. Like, it, it, oh, I, mate. I don't think many, like every bloke probably could understand that that just is not what you want. Yeah, I've got the pain I've got... is... I've got so much respect for women and uh, and childbirth, but I feel oh, like yeah, that, uh, that was right up there. <laughs> oh yeah, they probably that's probably they, even worse. Imagine that <laughs> women out there these days—they are they're absolute superheroes. I um I couldn't be doing that. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, mate. Last but not least, um, you're a great singer. Um, you're known to get up at the Cottesloe, um, have a bit of a have a bit of a a singing a singing dance. Um, what's what's your go to? <laughs> oh man, I've got a, got a couple of little um, go tos that I would uh, sing. I've only ever got up and sung in front of someone in a while. In fact, that's a lie. But one time that I do remember, I had a few beers and and I stuffed it up. Um, the old fingers just weren't working too well, so I've been a bit yeah. scared, a bit gun shy to get up in front of people and uh, sing the old tune. But um, yeah, I got I got a few in the repertoire, mate. My guitar sort of comes everywhere with me. Uh, that I go, it's um, it's good when you get to, to places like uh, the Midlands of, of England when there's not much to do. You can sit in your room and talk a bit, Twiddle of things, boys, play a few, yeah, play a few tunes. So, I no, it's definitely about, a talent. It's definitely a talent. I wish I had. It's uh, it's it's up there with the best. I reckon. I thought about I could potentially write a song about Dylan Friends, and it can be your opener one day. Mate, that would be incredible. <laughs> I do need that. I, I think, do need that. I mean, I think I will. I'll, uh, I'll get to work on that. Good, good, good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if you will actually remember this because we didn't actually know each other at the time. But I do. I do remember it, mate. You do. Yep. Obh, you got up and sung "Hey," uh, and it was one of the great renditions. <laughs> I didn't know. If you, like, this is actually quite funny because I was there. I was in Perth for a wedding, yeah. and. I, yeah, I actually I had a couple of noble boys myself, and um, I uh, yeah don't know what happened, but just got the urge to jump up on stage and start singing with oh. with the lovely girl that was up there. And um, as I come down, I was with Mitch Duncan and and Simon White, my cousin Tay Miles, and they uh, they made aware that you were there. And I didn't actually know you at the time, but I wasn't sure if you'd actually remember that that was me. Mate, I did. It was um, yeah for all the listeners out there, it was one of the great <laughs> renditions of Hey Ya. Um, my my friend uh, Oakley, she she used to sing at the OBH all the time, and um, big deal. We just decided to get up there and join her for a song, and absolutely <laughs> brought the house down. It's one of the uh, the great renditions, mate. Let's make a pack next time we're both in Perth. We're going to the OBH and we're going to sing a song together, mate. Absolutely, I I, I could play that song for you right now. You could even sing it. Well, why don't you play the song and we'll sing it together? Because <laughs> I don't know the words. Mate. <laughs> Hold on one All sec. Right. Hold on one sec. Get my guitar. Oh no! <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, Dill. Uh, hey guys, I'm Ryan, Dylan's editor. 
Now, the next bit of audio isn't of the best quality. Dill asked me to either delete it or clean it up as much as I could. But there's not much I could really do to the audio as it's just about as messy as Mitch Marsh's scrot after he copped a kookaburra in the box. So it's bad, but it's so, so good that I just had to leave it in. Give me a verse and I'll jump in now. Alright, I'm ready. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so and this I know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Marsh copped a ball in the nuts and he had bleeding around his testes. <laughs> hey, uh, Deal and friends. Deal and friends. Well done, bro. I've got nothing more. Oh, I'm going to sell. I don't know what we'll that, That's got to sell tickets, bro. That's probably the best thing I've ever seen, man. I appreciate it. Dylan, that was f***ing shit. It horrific, but we should do something like that's, that. Well, that's, that's, you know, in different countries. Imagine if we have five minutes up our sleeve and we're, we're prepared. Yeah, mate. I reckon we'd be on. Hundred percent. Let's lock it in, brother. I really appreciate <laughs> I, it, mate. I to hear that. Oh, I want. I want. I can't wait to hear it when it's edited. I'm gonna get some auto tune across it. <laughs> <laughs> it does help when you've had a six pack and noble boys. Um, we'll we'll split a six pack and we'll share it between the three, two of us. Absolutely, mate. That sounds good to me, mate. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I think that could be the best step yet. You're a good man. You're a great man. You're a great sport and. I'm wishing the, nothing nothing better in your future endeavours. Um, and remember, brother, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Absolutely, mate. Thank you very much for having me. I've um, been listening for a while now, so I uh, was really keen to get on and uh, have a yarn with you. So thanks for having me and hope everyone has, uh, enjoyed it. <laughs> thanks, brother. I know they did. <laughs> Too easy, mate. Thanks for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it. The Dylan Friends podcast is produced by me, Dylan, and is edited by my great mate, Ryan Miller. To keep notified on the release, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you listen. If you want to see more of myself and the podcast, please follow at Dill Buckley and at Dylan Friends on Instagram. And if you want to contact me directly, please email dillandfriends at outlook.com. And don't forget to be yourself because everyone else is taken. was legitness. <laughs> was that it? That balloon? KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide live with no ad break during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play. Exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Jeez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. 
exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO, now also available on Hubble.